I do not remember what it was. I remember what you're about to say. You ready? Do you have the text message up, by the way, too? Do you have it up on your computer? Yeah, I have my sticky notes. Ah, okay. <laughs> yeah, while you were talking, I was writing. I invented post-its. Okay. What movie is that from? What? Adam Sandler. No, actually, no. no Hubie's Halloween. No, I invented post-its. <sighs> Romeo and Michelle's high school reunion. When she went back to the reunion, she said she invented post-its. First of all, that is not one of the movies I love. That's such a good movie. Romeo yeah, and Michelle's no, high school reunion. No, I, didn't, I don't even remember seeing that. Oh my gosh. Okay, you should you never watch movies like on time, but you should watch it this year sometime. You should watch about, I never watch movies on time. You never watch movies on time. I just don't watch Marvel movies. That's it. <laughs> it's not that's it. I watch everything else. Marvel movies. I watch everything else the day it comes out. I'm not talking about Netflix movies for 12 year olds that you like. I know. Okay. Welcome back to the adulthood of podcasting. There goes Alex. He's going to come up with a song <laughs> every time. Um, my name is Lexi, also known as Lexi with the Curls. And I am Alejandro. And we are two besties who are in our late 30s who um, like to talk a lot of mess about, uh, shoot, everything. We talk about comparing ourselves to younger millennials. We talk about our baby boomer family members. Uh, we talk about all the, the nostalgia of the 90s and the 80s because we're 80s babies. What else do we talk about? Mm, getting booed up, trying to get married, trying to grow with somebody, trying to fall in love. Lexi is taking a picture of <laughs> to send one of her. This him. <laughs> this is him. No, this is what I'm doing. So, no, we yes, we we definitely need to like talk about cup and season. We need to, we need to talk about the updates because the last time we spoke, you had a, a young lady that you were interested in, and I kept telling you you need to go see her. You need to go fly to her, and you didn't do what I told you to do because you're not a closer. I always tell you you're not a closer because you're like, I'm going to see her. And then it, then the next year comes, I'm going to go see her. Then another year comes, like, you just, you don't make any moves. And this is the problem with y'all millennial men. Y'all millennial men don't make any moves. You know, it's, <laughs> whenever you say that, it's women that I don't really like. We talked about this. Well, we, this, we is, this is why we had to show so we can be honest and transparent. Yeah, the women that I've liked in my history, I am a closer. If I like you, I'm going to close. See, okay. we talk about this all the time. There's a lot of dudes that settle. Uh -huh. And after a certain time in my life, I just didn't find anybody that entranced me. I didn't find anyone. I didn't get butterflies for anybody. In the past two years, you have liked maybe three girls. And every time I'm like, go see them, go take them on a date. I have to like push you. I have, I have lukewarmly liked them. See, you, really? know, Clearly. you know how when we talk and you talk about somebody you like, you only like a questionable amount of people as well. Yes. Because see, whenever you talk about something, I know when you really like somebody because there's like a pep in your step. There's the way that you talk about them. It's like, oh, <laughs> we look at me. I, I, have any butterflies. <sighs> I 
after dating a certain person or dating a few people and really meeting somebody that you had undeniable chemistry with, <laughs> I didn't I didn't have butterflies. I didn't go home and think about this person. I didn't draw pictures of their face when I was just randomly just doodling. I didn't do anything. I didn't take a pillow and dry hump the pillow. <laughs> So, like, this is what I'm going to do when I finally get with this person. Okay. But you have butterflies for somebody now, yes or no? Well, there was a there was one butterfly that fluttered up. <laughs> it was just one butterfly. It was just, it was just like, yeah! Yeah! Why does your butterfly sound like that? <laughs> like a pterodactyl? I don't know why. Why? Why are we in Jurassic Park right now? <laughs> I do, I do yeah. like this person. Why do you say person like a? <laughs> You're trying to like use a politician. Chinese proper. No, she did, and you know what? I don't think she has been listening. But when she does, yes, I think that she has got my attention. <laughs> Okay. And I was very, you know, I'm always honest with you and I told you, I didn't really like her. I tried to tell myself I liked her. I tried to pretend like I liked these people, mm -hmm. but I didn't really like them like that. They were just okay. When you say try to present, pre pre I mean, pretend or not pretend, when you try to make yourself like somebody, um, what makes you pick that person? Like, I'm, is it something about them? Like, hey, I should like them. Like, they're great on paper. Yes. What is That's it? Okay. Like yes. they well, like yeah. And I told you, and I remember there was one person. I won't say if it was one of your friends or not, because she's probably gonna listen. Uh -oh. But <laughs> you know, I remember talking to you, and I was like, I should be in love with this person. She is perfect on paper. Yeah, she has a great job. She got a nice car. Uh huh. She can cook. She fine in the face, body. She's just a perfect person. Okay. And then this is when I realized I was just getting old. Or I just was, I was, maybe I have missed or fumbled the person I was supposed to be with. Yeah. That, that was the realization. Maybe the butterflies stopped at that person. We probably both have missed out on our person. But also, so I, I saw this article where this therapist was saying that butterflies aren't actually a good thing. Because that usually is a trigger for something that you remember from somebody in your past, but maybe something good. So usually those butterflies, you know, disappear. So I don't know. I don't. I can't say I truly believe or like you know agree mm -hmm. with that. But I could kind of see like you know when you get those butterflies when you first meet somebody, it's usually because of something familiar to you. So I also I don't believe like the guy that I've liked the most in the past six years. Uh -oh. Uh -oh. I didn't have butterflies at first at all. Like I didn't even get this person my number when I met him and he had to find me other ways to ask for my number. And I didn't even like him at first. And then I was just like, Oh my gosh, then I did, but I didn't have those butterflies at first. Like I wouldn't, I really wasn't paying him any attention. So I do feel like I know for me, I don't have to have butterflies at first. And I don't believe that you, and even like when I talk to my therapist, she's like, you don't, like butterflies, you don't have to have butterflies. You don't have to. Like it's okay. People can be great, but you don't have to have like this feeling and this flutter or whatever. But anyway, so you. Uh, but that's you how it is with me. I'm a romantical. So you know, you just 
one of my favorite movies, my favorite romantic comedy mm -hmm. is Punch Drunk Love with Adam Sandler, where he wore the same suit the entire movie. And I just get so, I am such a romantic that I want that moment. You want the butterflies? You want, like, like yes. Okay, you want the, you want the meet cute. Like I just I just found out what that is. Like you want to just how do you find out what it is? You watch movies with meet cutes all the time. I didn't know it was a name to it. <clears throat> My voice is going. I didn't know there was a name to it. And I was like, oh, that's so cute. And then now there's a movie called Meet Cute. But I was like, yeah, like you're just like randomly on the subway and you lock eyes with somebody and then she drops her pin and then you pick it up and yes. then just sparks fly and then you guys walk to Times Square together and then you exchange numbers and then you live happily ever after. Yeah, that's that's my dream. Like we both run into each other, she drops all her papers, fly everywhere, and then I help her pick up the papers, and then we lock eyes. Yeah, and that's what like, you want. Love. I remember watching You Got Mail. See, mm -hmm. with your natural millennials. I remember back in the day, You Got Mail was such a big movie, and it was. AOL was huge at the time. Mm -hmm. And remember, Tom Hanks is falling in love with this mo woman, Meg Ryan. Mm -hmm. And they're communicating on AOL, but they don't know in their real life who they are, even though they mm -hmm. have interacted before. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of the movie, see if you haven't seen it, I'm about to spoil it for you. At the end of the movie, they see each other when they go to meet, and and Tom Hanks is like, "I wanted it to be you." <laughs> and I just, <laughs> I just melt every time. I, I melt every time. So I think. When I start going to therapy, she'll be like, you just have unrealistic expectations. Wait, did you just say when you start going to therapy? Let me find out. Let me yeah, find out. I'm not, not opposed to going to therapy. As I told you, I would go. But you know what my mama says? She, mama she probably, said. She probably, she said, Alex, you ain't got no trauma in your life. You wow. ain't never been through nothing um, traumatic. Like, yeah, you grew up, you know, it was just me, you, and all these people, blah, blah, blah. blah. Uh -huh. But you ain't been traumatized, so you don't have to go to therapy. Okay. That's what she told. That is, that is, sounds like a baby boomer parent. Uh -huh. yes. Yeah. That's what she told. And, and, you know, I have not been traumatized by anything. But also, I think, mm -hmm. I think the biggest issue with Black parents is that, they don't see certain things as trauma. So they that is a ah, see, I'm not, you know, we're not being therapists today. I'm just saying that raising yes. someone by yourself, yeah, and raising like I was raised to believe that you don't you don't need to worry about what you can't control. Right. You got me. Mm -hmm. You know, you got your family, you got your aunties, they pick you up from the after school care. You don't have to even think about that. So you learn how to just move on. Yeah. Well, that, that was a really good point. I just saw something about that recently about older people, how they don't know that they grew up in chaos and trauma. They had mm -hmm. no idea. Like they got beat all the time, like whether their parents beat them. Because, you know, remember, you know, they used to get beat at school. Like the teachers could beat them. They would get switches. I mean, like you can't do that to kids now. So to them, that wasn't trauma related, but they're like, no, you feared your parents. Like y'all mm -hmm. feared your parents because they literally would beat the brakes off of you. Like 
it was so different and they didn't realize that they were in that they grew up with a lot of trauma because they don't look at it like that so that is a very good point but also i just think that these parents um this is what i think it is i think that black parents don't want you to go to therapy because they know that they're going to pop up and that if we are if there is something wrong with us or if we have some type of trauma it's their fault and i tell my mom my mom this all the time and she gets really frustrated with me but I'm like every the re, how each person is it's based on their upbringing, like whether it's for example, let's say my mom did certain things. Now it, it could have been something great, and but because she did this for me, this is the person that I become. Now if she did something bad to me, then that would be still be the reason the person that I am today would still have you know it would have come from whatever happened in my childhood, like how my parents treat me, how I see my parents treat other people, all of those kind of things, just like you. What you see your mom, like uh, your upbringing, what you saw growing up, what you didn't see growing up, all those different things, that shapes who we are as a person. And I tell her this all the time. So when she tells me certain things, well, no, because my mom did this and my mom did that. And I'm like, no, you do this because your mom didn't do this or because your mom did do this. So I don't think she, and I think that the bigger issue is like, no, if these kids go to therapy, they're going to realize that a lot of their trauma is something related to their parents and it doesn't have to be anything bad i'm not talking anything crazy like physical abuse or sexual abuse i'm just saying just anything they do not want anybody going to therapy and it's going to be like oh damn like okay i'm like this because my dad is like this or i'm like this because my mom is like this no black mama or dad wants to be blamed for anything because they do not take accountability let me tell you who don't take accountability uh -oh. black mamas <laughs> Black mamas, my mama's Let's do it. <laughs> Black mamas, these, these baby boomers, like they don't take accountability, and that's why going to therapy is so great, and it's so great for me. Like I'm, I feel like I'm one of the most self-aware people that I know in my age range. I really do feel that way. Like if a guy doesn't like me, I don't sit there and be like, oh, I don't understand what he does. I don't do all of that kind of stuff. I'm like, okay, it's okay. Everybody doesn't have to like me. Everybody doesn't have to like. I have to tell my mother, for example, and this is something that I say with just parents in general. So let's say, for example, I say, oh, I like this guy, but he doesn't like me back. Well, why doesn't he like you? Oh, my gosh. I don't know. Why Why wouldn't he like you? You're, you're beautiful. You have this. You have a great job. You do this. You, you know, she does all these things. And I'm like, you know, stop doing that because it's actually okay that this person doesn't like me. They have every right to not like me. Everybody has, you know, their things that they like. And I, if I don't fit in that, that's not a problem. But they like push this you know, this narrative, like, no, they have to like you because you're my baby and you're so, you're such a great person. <laughs> they don't really, they don't really understand that that actually kind of messes up a lot of people in our age range because they do feel entitled because mm. their mom has always told Talk them, Alex, like, Alex, you're so smart. You're this, you're that, you're so funny. You should be married to so-and-so. Like, you've been told that so much that you might feel entitled. Like, no, <clears throat> like, I need a Beyonce because my mama told me since I was born, that I am that man, you know what I'm saying? Like it, it could be that. I, yeah, I don't know. My voice is going out. <laughs> no, you. <sighs> you know we can talk about this all day. Uh huh. You know I was just raised with one parent, yeah. so you had two parents. I had a mama and six aunties. Yeah. Two what? uncles. But a village, you know, that's that's that, you know, that generation is very village-like. It's the village, you know? Yeah, and I think as the only person to be a media person in my whole family, mm -hmm. I feel like I was the different one. 
I feel like I got characteristics of a lot of people, but I feel like they were never as outspoken or outgoing. Mm-hmm. So even as I get older, I still suspect that there might be some things between all of them mm-hmm. that are unresolved. Oh, yeah. The oh, yeah. way that my mama raised me is just she just as a, a woman who's unmarried. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know exactly what she goes through. As you know, we talked about, you know, putting our parent, my parent on a dating site. You just never know what that means to a person who might not care about love. Right. Versus me, her son. And we've always in that way been opposites. Mm -hmm. Like she's more, you know, doctor, pharmacist, whatever. And I've been more outgoing media person. So she's kept her feelings inside. Yeah, that's you know, and sometimes you know a lot of a lot of guys who were raised by women, mm-hmm. their mom just clinging to them. Yes, don't leave me, please don't leave me. You and then they'll get with you. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. finally start getting in your groove, and you finally start doing your things. Like, are you sure that's what you want to do? Yep. Are you sure you want to leave? And so I think there's a lot of trauma with boomer parents it who is. are unmarried or who are in a situation like my mama. Yes. Now, I, I, I don't know if how deep we want to get in that, but I'm just saying I'm just scratching the surface. Like yeah. it it is. We I mean, I've seen that, I've seen it like with certain especially the generations above us. Um, yeah, they, they're, you know how they are with their black sons, you know how they are with the, just like even the post now, it's like, oh, this is my king. Like I saw this girl today. She's like, oh, this date night post. So I'm looking like, okay, let me see, you know, her date. She's with her son. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, it's so different because the way black women treat their sons, I'm concerned how they'll be when they grow up, mm-hmm. because I do feel like they're going to feel very entitled based on and I I know I can't like I don't know because I hate to speak on this because I'm not it's not like I'm a single mother and I wasn't raised by a single mother but I have seen it I've seen the products of single mothers you're not like this though actually you're not like this Alex though but I've seen it with other black men they just feel super entitled because they've had you know somebody doting on them this whole time and oh it's all about them and they, their moms coddle them as an adult and like you said, they don't want them to leave, so they stick around, and then they can never really grow up because they're still... And I get it. Like, you know, you if you were raised by one person, that's all they have. See, your mom also has siblings and stuff, so it's not like you're like... She can't function without you. She can function without you. She has family. She probably has close friends. So, you know, it's, it's a little different, but when somebody just puts their all energy, I can see how, like... I don't know. I'm just saying. I just... Men and women just feel yeah. very entitled... Yeah based on their upbringing of how these black parents single single parent or not i think we have really big entitlement issues really yeah. big entitlement and issues. i do think that <laughs> black mamas can taint how you fall in love uh, absolutely i was just talking to potential boo yep and it's just like you might like somebody but you know that your mama might not like Okay. So it taints the way that you treat them and you might push them away because you, you know, we were talking about Thanksgiving. Yeah. And I told her, she was like, I just want to come as your as your guest. And I was like, no. (laughs) What? 
you come as a I bring you, yeah. If it's it's gonna be like they're getting married. Yeah, it's gonna be like <laughs> come before me. Yeah, who wants to marry my son? Let me get a good look at you. Absolutely. Let Just... me see who this person is that is sleeping in my bed, <laughs> eating up my food, <laughs> taking up my son's life. Yeah. And then that's when a lot of dudes, even if it didn't happen for a long time, will see that iron fist. Like, I don't think she's right for you. I think that you, as a man, you'll probably hear that more than I'll hear that. So if I bring a man around, I don't think that my family, even if they didn't like the man, I don't think they would tell me. I don't think they would tell me. But I think that... After the fact. After the fact. After, oh, yeah. Oh, after the fact? Oh, I heard it all. Like, yeah, I ain't never really like him. I was just like, damn, really? Like, actually, <laughs> like a family friend was like, a family friend oh, after after a breakup, a family friend was like, yeah, like, it was something about him that I didn't like. And I was like, oh, like, nobody, like, literally, people aren't going to say anything. So I think with women, it's a little different because you can't really let them know. Now, a black mama is going to tell her black son, like, I don't like that girl. Uh-uh, get her out. Like, yeah, and, so you're... That's gonna... the thing is, it, you just, every time, you might really be in love with this woman, but you're like, man, I really want my mom to like my boo so that we can be in perfect harmony for the rest of my life. Because if she doesn't, uh -huh. I don't want to hear about it. So let's talk about it as a millennial, because I know some people, someone who has done this before, who married somebody who their parents, their mother didn't like. And would you do that? If your mom said, I do not like this woman, would you marry somebody that your mom didn't like? Because I'm curious, mm. this is somebody that's older. So I'm curious if you, at your age, as a geriatric millennial, would you marry somebody that your mom didn't like? Because I'm going to tell you my answer. My parents didn't like somebody that I really, really like. I'm still going to marry them. I'm it depends. It depends. On? It depends on. It just depends. Because, you know, I think Southern families is different. You know, I, you know, I can't speak for Northern families, for West Coast families. But I just think my family, I just don't want to deal with that for 30, 40, 50 years. I'd rather us have like a because even now I have seen what happens. Yeah. I have seen my cousin brought this white man. Okay. To Thanksgiving. Okay. This white nerdy man. Okay. He wasn't like, you know, the kind that you like Chris Hemsworth, but he wasn't oh, yeah. the cool white. Man. He was like a white nerdy man that looked like Egon from Ghostbusters. Right. Okay. <laughs> so she brought him and uh, it just it's like this looming cloud. Uh, Every time she comes around with this person, yeah. it's like your family will prop you up to the point where it's like they will have a person in mind for you. And if that person, you don't meet that person, it will be like a disappointment for the rest of your life. Yeah. Like, oh, I can't believe that our beloved cousin married someone who was beneath her. And what, what we believe, it doesn't matter if, if she's happy. Yeah. You know how black families are. It doesn't matter if this person is happy, having the best years of their life. Mm -hmm. We thought you were going to marry some fancy, famous, super dope doctor. Yeah. Run, a, run away, live on this great farm and just have it. No. So Very does wild. she know though? Does she know that they feel this way? Because yes. Oh, okay. So yes. she knows, but she still brings him around. So obviously no, he's not. But see, that's the thing about 
my family and a lot of families. Mm-hmm. When people start to not want to come around, then you know how you know how boomers are but why? We love him. Why? Yeah. You they're like, oh, we're gonna be here for Thanksgiving. You're like, okay. I'll but see this, y'all later. But this is exactly why I'm saying that. Well, at least my family, they're not going to... I know for a fact that they didn't like somebody, they are not going to tell me. Now, they're going to be like... They might drill me like, are you really happy? Are you really happy? You sure you're happy? They're not going to... What they're not going to say is like, I don't like him for you. He's not a good... I don't think that they would do that because they know if I do continue a relationship with him and marry this person, they're going to be around the family. And if I bring him around and y'all make him uncomfortable, then we're going to stop coming around because that's my husband and this is now my priority in my life. So people have to think about that. So those boomers have to think about that. That's why I'm like, they have to be careful because like your cousin, like, all right, see y'all later. I'll catch y'all on Zoom. Yeah, and that's and that's how it's the younger generation, the younger millennials in the family, the Gen Zers, they don't want to come around because they, and that's the thing about Gen Z. Yeah. yeah. That's the one thing that we said, they, they boundaries are different than our boundaries. Oh yeah, they don't care. They don't See, care. They just be like, you know what? I'm not coming around. Y'all not tolerant. Y'all talk about people. Y'all don't have boundaries. Y'all, y'all is antiquated. Y'all don't. Y'all do not evolve. Yeah. Like my other cousin, younger cousin, brought this girl. She was like a ginger, mm-hmm. a black ginger, but she was really cool, and she was like, uh, like Freddie. Okay. In a different okay. world. She was just real and See, and I always say, you know, as a nerd. You always like, oh, I want to marry another nerd. But do you think I'm going to bring a nerd in front of my mama, who you call Dr. Ayala? You think I? Yes. I think you're going to marry a nerd. Yeah, but see, you bring a nerd and she has piercings and she has tattoos. Oh, no, no, no. You know my mama, she would have a fit. No, not a nerd with like, not that kind. Not your type. That's the thing. Not that one. She would have a fit. Yeah. No. If she looked like Willow Smith, oh my god! Oh yeah, no, not that kind of nerd. Oh I my god! <laughs> I thought you meant like a different type of nerd. Yeah, not that type of nerd. Yeah, yeah. no, you have to be, you have to be a cool nerd. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not not the like five piercings on the face. Yeah, that. Yeah. You can't, no, you, can't. you you got to be because because it's like Thanksgiving is a trap. Yes. My cousin did it. It failed. Yeah. My other cousin did it. It failed. Yeah. My other other cousin did it. And I would come there and when I would come inside the house, I would see everyone's booze. And I was like, oh, you know, I would introduce myself and they would give them the talk. And I knew that they gave them the talk. Like when you walk in here, this is a Southern Baptist boomer family. Yeah. That went to Florida and them. They got it out the muck, literally. Mm-hmm. They was picking beans and they believed in walking to school barefoot. So yeah. you bring some cool, fancy, smashy city slicker in here. They're not gonna like it. They're they gonna be like, "That's not the person we have envisioned." Yeah. You. The boomers have to realize that they don't have any influence on us. They do not have any influence on us whatsoever. Like every time my mom tries to give me dating advice, I'm like, "Lady, please!" Like the last time you dated was in the '80s, and yeah. before that, it was in the '60s and '70s. Like, please, like. They don't realize that they don't have any influence on us. Like we're the last generation of like we we're the last generation of we listen to our parents a little bit. Gen Z could care less. Yeah, and my like, uncle is a perfect example mm-hmm. of somebody who and see I learned this lesson and I don't think he knows that he indirectly taught me this lesson. 
But he okay. was bringing like these auntie baddies to the family function. Okay. And every year he would bring a new auntie baddie mm -hmm. to the family function. And it wouldn't work out. And then finally, a few years ago, he brought this nice lady. Okay. She was an auntie and she was kind of a baddie, but she was more of like a nice lady, kind of like a TJ Maxx manager who you could talk to and who takes care, who would take the clothes back without a receipt. She yes. was just a nice lady. Okay. And then I came back the next year. The nice lady was back. Black. She made it. And then I came back the next year. And the nice lady was back. You okay. know, and this is where my whole baddies thing came from. Yeah. He learned that, you know, the baddies is the baddies, but you get you a nice lady. Yes. And then I would be in the kitchen and she's like, you say his name. I'm not going to say his name. I mean, I can say his name, but. She'll be like, oh, I'm about to fix you a plate. Oh, I'm about to do this. Gotta Ooh, you got to slow down. You know your knee, your hip. And I was like, hmm, get you a nice lady Look. who just like Claire Huxable. Yeah. She used to be like, Cliff, you can't eat after this time. Yep. You know, she made sure that she, she looked out for you. So the I nice was like, I'm gonna get me a nice Lane Bryant manager lady. <laughs> a nice lady over a bag. And then and then the next time I came, he was like, You gonna say hi to your auntie? I was like, Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. and she was calling me her nephew. Okay, she done moved one up. She started to ship things to me and she started to now they got married, and I was like. I received this message. Get so, you a nice lady who cares about you. Who who likes you? Like who likes you for you. The OG. Who you live and extend your life. I, I tell I tell the story all the time. The old man that I went out with one time, he <laughs> he probably was sixty, but he told me he was in his fifties. But he probably was in his sixties. Anyway, uh, this man told me. I said, "What type of women do you like?" I don't even know why I asked this man this because I didn't care, but whatever. He said, long story, but he says, um, I like who likes me back. Man, if that wasn't the realest thing I've ever heard. But you know, I, I like say that too. My type is who likes me. I like who <laughs> likes me back. Or my type is who like, I, you know how like simple that is? It's so simple, but I'm just like, yo, that was like the realest shit I've ever heard. Like literally. It is. Like, I like who likes me. Okay. Like. All right. So I did, I started to adapt to that because I have, I have a pattern, like most people I have a pattern of liking people that don't like me enough back. Oh. They don't like me. But I always say, people ask like, oh, why are you single? I'm saying, I always say, because the people that I like don't like me enough. They do like me. There's a level of like there, but they don't like me enough, enough to put more energy in or in that, like, so I, what I am going with now is like, I like who likes me back. Like, I'm going to put energy into those who like me back. I'm not going to put energy anymore into somebody that I'm chasing around. Cause like at the beginning of this year, I was chasing this guy around for five months. I'm not doing that anymore. And I knew that I was doing it, but I just backslid a little bit. It's okay. I, I backslid a little bit, but I'm also what therapy has taught me is also to not jump so quickly and not to assume. So if somebody, let's say somebody pulls back a little bit, it could be that he just doesn't like me anymore. The, the easy answer is, oh, okay. He's not interested anymore. Right. 
the other thing could be, oh, maybe he's going through something. So like my therapist kind of gets me thinking like, don't be so quick to like, just cause I'm the type that like, if I notice for a second that you're not interested, I'll stop talking to you. Like I'll Whoa. fall all the way back. Even if I like you, even if I really like you, okay, he's not interested. He's not interested enough. She, what she tries to get me to understand is you don't know because this person might be going through something you don't really know. So don't assume that it's just that. But I always go straight to, because again, I said, I told you, I'm very self-aware. I'm And I'm not going to sit here up here and be naive. I go straight to the like, nah, this man don't like me like that. Like he, the way he's moving, he don't like me like that. Well, you know, so anyway, I'm saying all that to say, like you have to really start breaking stuff down to see like, you know, okay, do I stick around a little bit? Do I see if there's something else going on? So how do I figure this out? But I don't know. Therapy has really definitely taught me about that. But speaking of that, speaking of therapy and dating in general, we talked about, you know, Thanksgiving. So Thanksgiving is coming up. Some will make it to maybe one of our Thanksgiving celebrations. If they make it there, then that means that, you know, we're in getting into cuffing season. What you about to do with that? Uh, see, you know, just like what you said, it's all about interest, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we, you know, if, if you post that you have a podcast, I don't think any of my booze have listened to the podcast. So what is the guts of points right now? That's fair. That's fair. That's a hundred point. Now, see, that's the thing about women. See, when a woman really likes you, she will become light key, low key, lightweight, obsessed with you. And be stalking, yes. You'll see somebody, she'll go through your page, she'll see what you're all about, she'll see everything that you, she might go to your Facebook and put your whole name in there. She might just watch all your stories, just to see what you talk about, just to see what you made of, just to see, yeah. you know, if you are, you know, homophobic, if you are yeah. any phobic, if Pay you attention. support Kanye West, if yep. you, like, women will go and do their research and be yep. like, As I want to make sure he doesn't check these negative boxes. So what you're saying is, the women he are loves Kevin Samuels, he loves... <laughs> So these women aren't putting in work or no? What are you saying? What are you saying? I, what, think, so. I think some of them are putting in work, but you know, since we have a podcast now, yeah, I would say the first woman to come to me and talk about an episode, that's the woman who will get the clock. Okay. The star. okay. That's fair. Yeah, and, 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 and you know, women, they watch what they see on your Instagram. Yeah. But are they going the extra mile? That's what cuffing season is all about. It is not a race. It is a marathon. Who do you see for 2023 or the next year? It's like a beginning of something that could start in the next year. Are you going to bring them to Thanksgiving? Look, like I told you, I'm not bringing no one to Thanksgiving that I would not marry. There is just no random plus ones. You're going to be around my mama who is... She's a hard person to impress. Okay, okay. But if you're not perfect in certain yeah. ways or you don't know who you are, I don't know. Uh-oh. Yeah, I'm not going to put you I'm not going to put you in that situation because you know, I as the prize member of the family, <laughs> I must say, yeah. I feel like everyone's waiting to see what woman I bring to yeah. this. Have you ever I've never brought, I have never since ever. we started 
going on this, you know, we meet up in South at Hilton Head. Yeah. Since we started doing that. You never brought anybody around. I have not brought one person, okay. but I've seen everyone else playing people. I've only brought one person around my family ever. One guy around my family and my mom. Oh, I know who that is. I, know. I could I could go on a date with one person. My mom be like, can I meet him? Can I meet him? Oh my gosh. And I'm like, calm down, lady, please. She wants to meet every guy that I date. And I'm like, girl. So finally, when I tell her like I'm on a date, now it's a little different because I've been dating the same guy multiple times. But before this guy, she would be like, don't even tell me about him, girl, because next week you're not even going to like him anymore. Like, my mom has just gotten to the point. And that's what I was trying to tell her for the longest time. You are so excited about every guy that I meet, but they're temporary. They're not going to be here long. They're not going to be here a long time. So don't worry. Like, if somebody is at that place, then I will let you meet them. But finally, eventually she got the point. And she was just like, I could literally just say like, oh, yeah, I'm on my way back from a date. Girl, don't tell me anything. She literally would be like, I don't want to hear it because... Next week, you're not going to like him anymore. That's why the guy that I'm dating now, we've been on like 10 dates. She's like, oh, like, so now, now she's asking and stuff like that. But yeah, like, uh-uh, like, yeah, uh-uh. I don't like, I don't include my mother in anything because if I like, to your point, if I bring somebody around, he has to be official. We we have to be like, no, this could be my husband. This yes. could be, I'm not bringing anybody else around my family in, until I know like, okay, this is somebody that because. Also, I don't want them to like grow to like him and you know, all those like, I, and just having him around my family. Cause just like, you know, in my previous relationship, like I was around his family all the time. So it's like, you know, you start getting invested in people's lives and stuff. So I just prefer like, no, we gonna stay over here. So yeah, I don't know. So I, I shoot, I feel yeah. you with that. And you know, <laughs> the first five minutes they walk in, my auntie Betty, Come over here and help me with these greens. Oh, yeah. See? And then there's a, oh, go, hold this. Uh-huh. that. Uh-huh. Pass me this. Yep. And it's like, they looking to see if you know your way around the kitchen. And then she's like, well, I don't really cook. Alex does all the cooking. <gasps> ah! Yeah. Oh, true. my God, baby. Alex, you don't, you don't got with a woman who can't cook, baby. Oh, Until, Lord. What you think is bad for you, imagine as a woman, we're the ones that have to go to be around men's family and say we don't cook. Like, a lot of my friends don't cook. And actually, like, one of my girls, she just she posted a thing about, like, I can't cook. And it's so cute because it's just like, that's just the new, that's the, the millennial way. And it's also our parents' fault, by the way. I tell my mother this all the time. Me and my girl Amber talk about this. It's our mom's fault. Like going back oh, to what I said. Going back to what I said about how we how how we are today. It's like certain things from our parents. My mother didn't teach me to cook growing up. Her mother, like a lot of my friends that can't cook, which is a lot of people because you see these memes every single day about millennials can't cook. Millennial women, sorry, millennial women. The men can cook. The millennial women. It's because our parents or our mom or whoever we lived with. <laughs> We were the last of the, like, you know, the the people in front of us, like, their grandmothers taught them how to cook. And so they were in the kitchen with their grandmothers. I wasn't in the kitchen with my grandparents, with my grandmothers. I wasn't in the kitchen with my mom. I was like, go sit down. Get out my face. See, that's scary, because you but, know how the aunties do. Oh, you stir, you stirring like a cauldron. Where did you get this woman from? So that's the difference, I think. I am a... I don't, like, I just, I just do my own thing, like, like I said, I could marry somebody even if my parents didn't like them. I could. 
I could. Like yeah. I'm just different I because just, I, you have to live. You, you have to not worry about the aunties and whoever else. You ha, you can't worry about it. You can't worry about your aunties. What they're gonna say. You can't worry about your like. You ain't you ain't about to marry your mom. I'm not about to marry my mom. You know. So we have to marry somebody that is good for us. Now, unless if now if somebody doesn't like our potential future spouses, right? If it's something like. For example, with me, like, oh, this guy, he doesn't know how to do anything. He doesn't know how to put stuff together, like a man stuff, you know, quote unquote man stuff. Or like for you, oh, she doesn't know how to make green. She doesn't know how to do woman stuff, quote unquote woman stuff. Things that, you know, the baby boomers would say. That's not a good enough reason to not like somebody. Now, if you notice that when I bring this man around and he's kind of snippy with me or he seems a little emotionally abusive, that is a reason to not like somebody. Like, hey, I don't like the way he speaks to you. That's fine. But not like, oh, I just don't really, you know, I'm not feeling his, you know, it has to be something serious. And if it's not something like that, it can't be like, oh, I don't really like her career. Like, no, for you it's different because I know how you are about your people. You don't want to disappoint your family. I don't care about it. <laughs> I'm different. I'm telling well, you. It's not, it's not disappoint. It's I don't want to be in a situation where I bring her into the lion's den every year and it gives me anxiety about the situation. Now, and uh, I just don't, why would I want to, and, and, and it has to be somebody who is completely, like, wrong for me. Because I, I feel like you don't care, but see, the dynamics of our family are different. No, absolutely. And and I don't even think it's just that. I think you're just a guy. So I think you're, it's going to be different for you as a man. But definitely the dynamic of family is different. But I'm just saying to you, my advice to you is two times a year that you have to be around your family I wouldn't not pick somebody based on two times a year. Like I said, unless it's something like this woman. I, just like, I don't know because, like, remember Roscoe Jenkins? Like, you you can have someone like like my family have like a Monique type, uh-huh. and every time, and then it might drive your boo away. Well, like, you know what? When you watch most movies, most movies people don't like their in laws. That's the norm. Yeah, but this is a different. It's not even like a blatant dislike. It is just weird energy, which is why none of these people that came ever return because it's like who do i want to deal with this every time yes, i'm dealing with these to. southern people every time does she go to church can she cook why she why she got blonde hair why Ellen, she do this why she do that you almost 50 so are you gonna sit around and just like try to please no, I'm, look now if and Alex's mama, don't get mad at me because I'm not telling him to disobey you. I'm no, just- but no, but if I find somebody who I like, uh huh, then we're just gonna have to run away. I'm sorry. Well, also, there is no in between for me. There is just either I marry someone and y'all don't like her, and I don't want to bring her around the toxic environment. But see, we talked about therapy. You yeah. got a whole bunch of people. Some of them unmarried, yeah, respectfully. Some of them divorced, respectfully. Yeah. So some of them unboot up respectfully. So I come in with the hot girl. Mm-hmm. She can't cook. She don't clean. Mm-hmm. But she got the brunch hat on like Lexi. She's a <laughs> uh-huh. They So they just like she just is, is she does she love you or is she just using you because you are ascending or whatever you're doing. You know, there's always going to be like questions. So for me and I have tried to fight this fight for a long time. I'm just like, y'all are, y'all refuse to grow. Yeah. Y'all refuse to, y'all have not embraced your nephews and nieces, boo. 
Y'all, if we have, you know, LGBTQ person in our family, they wouldn't go to the wedding. Yeah. See, that's just like y'all have in your own way are toxic because you refuse to be different. You refuse to evolve. That's that's my thing when I say it's not that I care 100% what my mama says. It's just, do I really want to do that every single year for Christmas, Easter? Thanksgiving, I got to deal with this all the time, or yes, and you stay and don't come back, and you're like, oh, Alex, we gonna meet here, and I'll be like, look, I will Facetime y'all and wave on the Facetime, and we out. You stay somewhere else. You just stay somewhere else. That's the thing, see. But I'm trying to savage. You gonna you gonna mess around and not get married because you're gonna be so concerned. About well, what it's not, it's, I think it's a valid concern that you don't want to just every time you had your turkey two times a year. Yeah. I, I can't believe you're two times a year though because you got you know graduations, you got uh, birthdays, you got anniversaries, and my aunties are older. So, so okay, do you have like any younger family member though? Anybody that like this one person is like you're a good judge of character. Like you would bring this person around your potential boo to let them give the yay or nay. Well, the, my younger versions, cousins, all of that, they are different. See, yeah. I am the beginning of the differentiation in the mm-hmm. family. Okay. See, that's and in, in, see, if we had them on here, they would be co-signing what I'm saying. Like, do you really want to bring them into the beehive? Not yeah. Beyonce beehive, but it's, it's not even just, you know, like you said, it's not something that is overt. It's not yeah. something that is stated. It's just an the energy. feeling, the energy. And it's just like a, you know, like this woman is not, she does not meet our standards. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to just not see your mama, but that's that's what I'm trying to avoid. It's looking like, it's looking more and more like a lot of people in our family are just like, I'm going to get married and not come to the family reunion ever. This is the problem. This is the problem. Okay, so when you start going to therapy, I can't wait to hear about this because this is this is a cycle that happens. And yes, they st- they just stop coming around instead of, hey, hey, mom or hey, aunties, these are my boundaries. This is this. This is that. Please respect them, or I won't come around anymore. It's hard to give those boundaries if you don't have that relationship, or if you maybe um, have never been to therapy and know that you it's okay for you to be assertive about your boundaries, especially with adults, because you know how we are. We in the South, our parents, you know, like you said, aunties, our parents, whatever, our baby boomers. So we don't speak to them disrespectfully or anything. So it is hard to transition to that point where, hey, these are my boundaries. I need you to respect them. I do that to my parents all the time, my mother and my father. These are my boundaries. Please do not speak to me like this. Please do not say this to me. I have, i very assertive about my boundaries. Most of us, when I say us, most of y'all aren't like that because it takes a, it takes a, it's an interesting time to be able to switch over to that uh, being assertive with adults because even though like I still yes ma'am everybody yes ma'am yes sir and we're what almost forty years old so I think that your cousins for example they I wish they got to the point where they could just like hey these are my boundaries I do want to come around but that's something that we all have to work on because that's that's a thing no, but, that's, but the thing is it's easy to say uh, but yeah. it, just like my mama she she don't want to do certain things it doesn't matter what you that's 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 the whole conversation that we can have about boomers all day they yeah. do not want to do it 
Yeah. You can say, mama, I don't like when you do that. Yeah. They do not care. They told my cousin, we do not want to support you and your wife. We are not going to go to y'all's wedding. Now, Alex, Alejandro will go. On behalf. He will go on behalf of the family. Yeah. But we do not support that. Yeah. We don't support you and this white man. We don't support. So that's the thing. Like, you can tell. Like, I tell you tell your mama, I don't like when you do that. I tell yeah. my mama, I don't, you just, you, you, you're suffocating me. You say that to your mother? You yeah, I've been said, you know, okay. I broke away. Okay. Remember, I I did something that she didn't want me to do. Uh-oh. This whole, uh, my whole profession, as we talked about, yeah. she, she was not, she did not see that in her Christian yeah. mom. So I started early with the, I'm going to do I'm going to pursue something that you feel like a million people want to do. And there's very little chance that a lot of people will make it. Yeah. So I just started that in what high school. So the last, and you know how black parents are, you got to do reach a certain level before they say, Oh, look at my baby. Here's a picture. Look at my, Oh, look at Alex. He's talking to this person. But the whole time for 20 years, Alexi, She's on TV and she's working with Tia Tamara. But yeah. the whole time, there's never an acknowledgement that I tried to derail you at every every stop. Yep. I tried to throw in snares and, and try to throw in banana peels and try to... Everything. And, and then, like you said, it's that moment, that click for them where it's like, oh my gosh, Alice is doing amazing. Or Alexis is doing amazing. Like, literally, I think maybe three years ago, my dad finally stopped asking when I was going to get a real job. And I was like, what? He he doesn't think that he did he didn't think they had a real job. He's like, you need a government job. My, him and my mom, because so my both of my parents grew up in DC. So everything's about government jobs. They're like, oh, government jobs, they're just, you know, you have them forever, you know, that you don't get laid off and you don't that, you know, like you can keep it forever. You don't really have to do any work. And I used to always, when are you gonna get a government job? When are you gonna get a real job? Meanwhile, I've paid my mortgage on time every single month for the past what? How long have I been in my house? Over 10 years. I pay my mortgage on time every single month, never asked them for mortgage money. Yet they, my dad would still be like, when are you going to get a real job? When are you going to get a real job? And I'm like, yo, I, it, like they just do not understand. So now, and then when I had to show them some of these government jobs that they wanted, I was like, look at this. You see the salary? That's $40,000 less than I make. Make it make sense. Like you think they don't, they don't get it because we work in like a fun space. And I think also because we have fun jobs. So like, if I say I'm going to the Jeezy concert, is it for work? Like they're to them, it's like, you're going to a concert and it's work related. So they don't really get it because they think that we just don't really work for real. But I'm like, no, like now if I start asking y'all for mortgage money, then that's when y'all could be like, get a real job. But yes, but no, like we have a real job with a big legitimate company, but they used to like, especially before like 10 years ago, like, Oh, when are you going to get a real job? It was always the same thing. But yeah, those, those older folks, they, yeah, they don't get it. They're not willing to learn. Trust me, you know I overstate. Well, I mean, so that's the thing. It's not that I'm just going to just not date someone that I feel like they won't like. But I will, in the corner of my mind, think how it, would this go? Because I don't want to disown my own family. So I want you, I can't wait for you to go to therapy because I'm, I'm going to go back to that again. Because I think that they'll help you with that. Like help you just kind of decipher through it. And also what to say to your family because, you know, like you said, some of your cousins aren't coming around now. 
It's going to continue to be. Well, I think it's them that have to go. Like, I think it's, I think it's, even if you're 70, I think it's them. Because if you have all of my cousins yeah. who have come and brought whoever they wanted in that situation, and I was the one who, who stopped and picked them up, mm-hmm. I think it's a them issue. No, it is, but you know, I think it's, it's like me, me just trying to save a situation. Yeah. Is is me actually looking ahead and saying this is what could potentially happen? Yeah. I don't want to just not come around, but that's yeah. usually what anybody would do. But All what I'm saying is they they're never going to change. No, they're not gonna change. No, that's not that's not I'm just saying what what therapy will help you do is how to assess things and how to like decipher, okay, what decision should I make? Do I want to stay away from him or do I want to sit down and have a conversation with him? Do I want to do this? Because, yeah, you can't change anybody, but you can change your actions. You can change what you do and how you react to certain things when it comes to them. So it's like, you know, whether that's a conversation, a sit-down conversation, like, hey, we're going to have a Zoom family conversation. Look, y'all better support our lesbian cousin. You better support our cousin who's in an interracial marriage. You know, like, that's what I'm saying. And that's what I'm telling you. It it ain't happening. I hear you. It ain't happening. We can sit there all day, and that and that's the sad part about our elders, as yes. you know. It yeah. ain't happening. Yes. Like as much as as much as I want to see the kumbaya, as much as I want to see them embrace, yeah, you know, lesbian, gay, yeah, it's not happening. Yeah, they have said it. They have. They're not accepting that. Just like my little cousin, she they want her to go to fam. Yes. That is what they have decided. Yes. She said she might not go to fam. Every, every time we have an issue like this, they want what they want. And that's, and that's the thing. It's, it's a sad situation because it's like generational. It is. And the first generation that has changed that is ours. It is. So that's why I am the younger cousin whisperer because everyone comes to talk to me. Yep. I am the beginning of the change. So, so that's the thing. Yeah. Even in politics, and I'm not saying that, you know, everything would change when the older people pass on. All I'm saying is yeah. they don't want to change. Whether you're black yeah. or white, they stuck yeah. in their values. Yep. And that's and that's about it. Yeah, but it will change. That's exactly what happens, though. That's exactly what happens. It's like once the new matriarchs of the family, like that's literally what happens is when those kind of, you know. And auntie, I didn't say you have to die. I'm no, just, exactly. I'm, I'm I'm just, just saying, saying, auntie, that but, you, you cling to the Bible. You said, I don't believe in that. No one asked you that. And I was just telling them that, like, yeah, get with it. It's technology. Get a phone. Streaming. Exactly. Exactly. Like, no. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna have to get. I, that's why I want them to get with it now. I know you're saying that they're not gonna listen, but but let's let's move on though because um, it is homecoming season and you know. <laughs> let's move on from my old ass aunties and let's talk about some it. young aunties. Cause we, cause that's what I'm saying because we gonna we gonna get that heat from our family. So you already know, like, but. What they gonna do? What they gonna do? They, they never gonna see this, Lexi. You know you, that. You, you, you know my people. My family listens to me. They listen to they. They 
I support everything that I do. So no, my family is very different from yours. You didn't even say that the bad boy. No, I didn't. I didn't. No, I didn't. No, my mom's gonna she'll be she'll be she'll be okay. But no, I didn't say anything bad about my family because no, they're very top. They're very like, you know, super okay with like LGBTQ. They're okay with everything. So no, I don't. I don't have any issues like that with my family. I don't have any issues to my knowledge of certain people not coming around because of their spouses or anything. I've never seen that. So yeah, my family's not like that. I don't know. My family, we not like that. But, uh, so yeah, but I'm just saying in general. But yes, let's talk about the young aunties, aka me. Uh, going, it's homecoming season. Uh, I did not go to my homecoming this year. It was this past weekend. I was tired. Like, I just wanted to chill. I did go to one party for a second, ran into some people. Um, as I mentioned in the last episode, I transferred to Clark Atlanta. So I feel like because I didn't come in freshman year, freshman year, especially at a black school, is where you meet all your friends because it's all dorm related. Like, Every, I feel like HBCs are really big for like hyping up your freshman dorm and X, Y, and Z. I don't think they do that at PWIs, but like literally they'll still wear shirts with their freshman dorm today. And you know, they have the dorm step shows and everything freshman year. So a lot of people met their core friends in college, at least in my experience, freshman year. That's when you meet all your, your people. So I do feel like I didn't have as many close, close friends. I went to Clark and those that are, that I was close with, I still am in communication with. Um, the people that I really am cool with that went to Clark, they weren't even at Clark when I was there anyway. And I see them all the time. So I don't really need to see them during homecoming. So I didn't go out of my way. This weekend is Spellhouse homecoming. I may or may not come out for that. Because somebody's trying to get me to block this Morehouse man that I have blocked earlier this year to unblock him to speak to him. So we'll see how that goes. But I am going to Alabama uh, to uh, the Magic City Classic in Birmingham for the Alabama A&M Alabama State game. But what I really wanted to ask you, like, what are the do's and don'ts for homecoming when you come back? Because I saw some really funny ones on a couple of sites. What are you, what are some of your like your quick do's and don'ts of homecoming? Uh, well, manage your expectations. Uh-huh. Right, and you know. I think some people go back thinking that there will be a certain reaction that they will get when they see certain people. Okay, that's fair. Okay. And I think sometimes you might not get that reaction that uh -huh. you're looking for. Because you've already spent, what, $500 for your flight. You mm -hmm. spent three, dollars $400 for the hotel. You don't, you know you're going to put outfit. your best foot forward. New, new outfit. outfit, new shoes, new socks, new drawers. <laughs> and when you were in school, you know, you might have been kind of a square. You might have been kind of like not popular, but now, yeah, you got a good job. Now you 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 feel you feeling yourself. You uh -huh. are out here. You like in the top forty under forty. And then when you see people, it's just kind of like a church hug. Just very regular, yeah. You like just manage. Your expectations. They might have forgotten you completely. Like, like I hugged a couple people at the one event that I went to for 20 minutes. I hugged a couple people that I had no idea who they were. No idea. But also, I have to remember that, like I said, I wasn't that social at Clark, but people know me from social media. So they act like they know me today. Mm -hmm. It's like, you didn't even talk to me at Clark. Like, you didn't even talk to me. We didn't have any classes together. So that's the other thing. But aside from that, like, literally, I definitely hugged several people that, like, you would have sworn that they knew me, knew me, and I have no idea who those people are. And well, I they probably felt the way because it's like that's why you just got to you have to find 
the people who you connected with the most at homecoming. Yeah. Like, or find your tribe, find the right tailgate for you. Because yep. I've seen people go back and I've seen people just standing by themselves. <laughs> and it's just like, you thought that you were the man. Yep. But the reality is you have to go back to where you were in college and translate where you were in college to homecoming. Because yeah. they're still going to see you as the same person. No amount of money, unless you were like a zillionaire. You got to be like a billionaire. Yeah. But if you feel like you're going to come back and be cooler than you were, I got some bad news for you. You going to be... No, because I, I was at Clark's homecoming this past weekend. And, yeah. you know, it's just... I just feel like people go back wanting this thing or trying to get the glory back. And yeah. it's like, I just feel like if you go just to have a great time, yeah, it's better. If you're going to talk to that one girl you never got to talk to, if you're going to, you know, relive certain things that you missed, if you're going, just go and have a good time. Manage yeah. your expectations. I hear you on that one. Mine is going to be, watch out for those DMs right before homecoming watch out. no 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 watch what, out for what, what so that's come on now no because here's the problem okay on the woman's side you get these dms from the guys oh are you going to be in town for homecoming are you going to be in town then you get to you get on the yard they already in your dms like you know heavily flirting you get there they have someone on their arm they have a wife that you didn't know existed mm. and then that person acts like they don't know you. And I'm like, you know, wasn't this the person that was just in this girl's DMs? That's another issue. Like these men will be in the DMs and then they bring their wives. And but you didn't even knew that you didn't even know that they had a wife. So let's start that. Didn't even know that they had a wife. And then they're like come up, pop up with a girl. Or it doesn't have to be a wife, it could be a girlfriend or anything. So you gotta pay attention to those DMs. Make sure you do your research first. So when somebody from you know from college DMs you trying to see what you're doing, trying to hang out. Just do a little quick scroll through real quick just to make sure you don't see any woman. Yeah. No, no. first of all, this goes both ways. I'm sure. And, and this is one of my tips. My main tip is, you know, a lot of times women will set you up at homecoming. Mm -hmm. Like, don't look, do your research thoroughly because, you know, the Lexis come back for homecoming and they have a husband. Mm -hmm. And they will set you up by hugging you in front of their husband. And I just, y'all is more savage than men. Okay. Especially, especially if your man is like, you know, just, you know, a nice guy. Yeah. You know, if he's a nice guy, but do not hug or be overly excited about yeah. me yeah. in front of your husband. Be respectful. Yes. And this goes both ways. As a man, yes. Be respectful to yes. a woman with, yes. her, with her husband standing right there. And uh -huh. same thing, vice versa. That happened to me at a homecoming. Um, I ran into a friend there. He's married. He came over to me at two different events. Came over to me and gave me a hug. I noticed his wife from afar staring a death hole into me. And I'm like... <laughs> Death hole. And I'm like, I just feel like if you when you do hug somebody, you have to introduce them to your spouse. You have to. Because yes. if you don't, then it looks like, okay, well, why didn't you introduce me to this person if you introduced me to that person and that person? Why didn't you introduce me to this girl? Especially if they're decent looking. Now, 
because you know that's what it's about. Now you know, you know that if you if you had your girl with you and you hugging a baddie, she's gonna say something. Now, if you up here and you hugging a five, no Kevin Samuel. Wow. She's not even gonna care. If you're hugging a five, she's not even gonna say anything. She's not gonna care. We come on now, let's be honest. But if you're hugging, if you go and hug a baddie, she's gonna be like, oh, who is that? And you have to introduce. I'm not calling myself a baddie. I'm just saying. But like, you know, when it's a decent looking girl and you hugging a decent looking girl and your wife is within a 10 feet proximity, introduce. introduce. Yes. Church hugs. Church only. hugs only. And one arm, two yep. pets. Release. So what this is what I do. If they don't introduce, I introduce. I'll say like, oh, hey, I'm Alexis. I'll do it. If you don't, because men don't think. They don't think. So when so when that happens, because it's happened before with other men as well. Like if you hug me and your wife is right there, like I had to I had to go off on a guy about that like a couple months ago. I was like, stop hugging me and acting all excited to see me, and you're with your girl and you don't introduce us. And she's like two feet away from you. Yeah, you're gonna get me swung on. Because it's disrespectful. I, I'm gonna if I were her, I would swing on him for doing that multiple times. And I had to say something to him. I was like that. I, anyway, I ain't even gonna get on that because no. I'm like, I don't know what, what's how some of these women are okay with that. Like that's happened twice with this particular guy. I ran into him twice. He's acting excited, excited, excited. Sorry, excited to see me, hugging me, having a five minute conversation. His girl's like three feet away. So the second time that it happened, I came over. I was like, "Hey, girl." I'm like, "Cause I'm like, who does? Yo, these men is disrespectful. That's all I'm saying." Look, you you have to give. Your girl, you know, five to ten minutes, have the talk. That's another that's another tip. Have the talk before you go to homecoming. Or it's, don't ring. Sometimes don't no, that, but that's what I'm saying. Oh, homecoming yeah. is you talk about a savage, a sea of savages. Yes. A sea of drunken savages from the ages of 18 to 80. It's drunken <laughs> savages and debauchery happen so, on weekend. As a man or as a woman. Sometimes you do have to have like that quick talk where it's just, it doesn't even have to be deep. Just like, is there anything that I got to know before you bring me to yes. your homecoming? Okay. Is there anything yes. that I am going to be, is there anything that, because you know, even if you know your, your spouse has like a temper issue yep. or they might be territorial or jealous, yep. you as the person who, whose homecoming it is, yep. it's your job. Be like, Lexi, you know, I just want to let you know that when I was, you know, at school, when I was at Hampton, you know, I had this situation with this person and yep. you might see this person yep. and she might do certain things that might be inappropriate because of our relationship. No. Well, just, well that's the thing. Because look, when I was at Clark, yeah. and I always say this, as a man, you just gotta, you just have to be aware. Yeah. You have to be secure in your manhood if you're going yes. to your girl's homecoming. Yes. And I mean, I mean this with all sincerity. Yes. I'm just saying you have to know that your girl might get picked up and swung around two oh, times. No, right. <laughs> girl, guys know better to do that. If you comes up, yeah. Lexi's like, oh, hey, Daquan. No. Daquan ah. better not. <laughs> no, but okay, so this is my <laughs> last tip that goes into what you just said. My last tip is. Also for men, 
to let their women know, like, don't embarrass me. Cause to your point, also, if you, if it's, if you're introducing me to somebody and you used to sleep with them, let me know. So I'm not, so I know how to approach this person. That's another thing. Like you, I don't know, you might need to do like a little, like double, double elbow or something like, okay. Like, you know, just something to like, okay, yeah, this is somebody that I don't really want to talk to. This is somebody, you know, you got to have some type of sign or something because that's another thing. Cause you know how men are, men are quick to be like, don't hand me up in somebody's face, shaking somebody's hand. And they used to, yeah, used they to used to them. put their hand. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they used like, to do things with their hand. Right. You gotta you gotta be a little careful with that. So that, that's my last tip to like the men. Like make sure, you know, for that conversation to happen and for the women to be, you know, just to be honest about that, because you don't want to get caught up because, like you said, I mean, no decline isn't coming picking up a girl. But you could kind of tell from the look that they might give you yeah. or something from afar. You want to know, like, okay, is somebody going to be looking at me crazy when I walk up in here with you? Is somebody going to be giving me the death stare? Is somebody going to be doing this? That's something that you need to pay attention to. You guys to know, because Daquan, Daquan the Q. <laughs> Daquan the Q. Daquan the Q go come over. Daquan the Q. Know. Daquan Ooh. the Q come over. Daquan the Q, 6'4", 260. <laughs> All the cues is over here. You ain't gonna win, brother. So you you want to get Daquan the cue do something? You yeah. want to get bold? That's what's gonna yeah. happen. Okay. I'm just saying, just be. Because I thought about that. I went to homecoming with somebody who I was interested in, and who went to in. who went to the school, right? Who went to the school, and I told her before we went. I said. Is you gonna be jumping in the quantum cues arms? Uh oh. <laughs> what's, what's gonna be happening? She's like, oh no, you know, I was in a relationship in college. I was in a relationship. Nothing's gonna happen. But then, you know, I get a text. She talking about come to the alpha tent. Oh no. I was I'm... like, oh lord. Did you go? I looked over. I, and I seen them. I, I heard a whistle blowing. Uh oh. And I said, you know what? You know when you start hearing the whistle, you know they're doing the little they whatever they do. Yeah. So I was just like, don't go to any fraternity's tent if you're not. And that's what I was like, you know what? <laughs> yeah. That ain't, that's not for me. That's not, yeah, that's for and this is not even my girl yet. But yeah. And I told her, I don't want to see it. Unless that's her brother. Unless unless yeah, I don't want to see it. They're gonna be pouring juice in your mouth. Yeah. I don't want to see it. Nah. Yeah, you gotta you gotta do the 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 neutral tents. You gotta do the neutral tents. Yeah, no. I was at I was at the homies tent. Right. I was over there while she was getting you know drink poured down her mouth or whatever yeah. they do over there. Yeah. Respectfully. So just make sure you 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 do your due diligence because I Hampton's homecoming this weekend. You know I was gonna come back because you know I want to be I want to be mad. I want to be like oh yeah all my booze is here. <laughs> Why aren't you going homecoming? <laughs> you know, I still might go. Look, you, you should have. I, I still might go, but it's it's just such a process. And then I was like, I can go to Spellhouse. Yeah, Spellhouse is this weekend. You, and, and, like, and it's a great place to meet somebody new if you're looking for somebody new because everybody be choosing. So yeah, Spellhouse is yeah. If you want to get chosen, that's where you go. But. 
to me, for me, it's just the same people over and over. That's why I'm not excited. That's why I'm excited to go to Magic City Classic, to this Alabama A&M, Alabama State. I'm excited about that because that's different. It's different people. I like I like meeting new people, and I like being around new people. And I have some friends that went to A&M. So I'm like, oh, this will be fun. Like, I'm going to have a good time. I'm going to go with my line sister. <laughs> my line sister and, my, and one of my best male friends. We're going to have a good time. It's going to be a good time. <laughs> Shout out to Daquan the Q. You're going to be there. Daquan the Q. <laughs> You'd be like, well, hello. I'm cracking up that we made a whole character that's that's I've seen I've seen the fury in people's eyes. Yeah, I've seen the quantum Q ruin relationships. I've seen arguing in the corner. Yeah. Like you don't want to be that person. Everybody has a past. Yeah. So you gotta ask, you know, I do ask a question. Were you like an Omega sweetheart? <laughs> Oh yeah, you gotta, you gotta have that. Were you a Mrs. Were you Mrs. This? Were you like an you angel? My brother, you got to ask the questions. Ask the funny. right questions. Because when you come back, you don't want no surprises. Or I think I'm in the I think I'm in the like if when I if when I get married, I don't know if I want to bring my I don't know if I want to bring my husband because it because it is too much too much explaining it's too much well not for me necessarily because not for me in my situation because I had a boyfriend the whole time I was in school so it doesn't really count for me but for other people I would kind of think twice about like damn don't want to have to like explain every single person don't want to have to and then not even just that I have to introduce them to every single person that just sounds like a lot of work it sounds like yeah. a lot of work to have to introduce your spouse to every single person that you hug and talk to and you need to do it out of respect. But that just seemed like too much work, too much energy. I'm yeah. like, maybe just go by yourself. Maybe maybe just go by yourself. It just seems and, like- You know, I always say it's the two minute rule. And you know this, Lexi, you go to homecoming, you got two minutes. The yeah. person comes up, hey girl, what's up? How you doing? You still doing that thing you doing? You like, yeah. yeah. And then you like, hey girl, what, what you doing? Oh, it's all good, you know, everything, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Hug. The end. Yes. But sometimes if you with your spouse and you break the two minute rule and it goes over and yes. it's a conversation, it's my brother and sisters in Christ, it might be more than what you know. Ta-da. So two minutes. If it goes over two minutes, just break it up. Well, we all we, right, all right, okay. Nice seeing you, Geraldine. Okay. Well, we we gave everybody some great tips, so I just want to say happy homecoming season. Um, Alex, have fun at Spellhouse this weekend. Maybe or maybe not. I run into you. Um, I'm gonna have fun at the no, next no, no. day. You gonna be with the Kwana Q and not me? I am I be with the Kwana Q? I don't know. Oh, you are gonna be with? And now a, a Q is texting me right now. <laughs> You're going to be with Shadik the Sigma. Shadik the Sigma. <laughs> and then uh, Nigel the Noop. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm done with, I'm done with Cap Apple Psy. Forever. Done. <laughs> Forever. Well, we, look, hopefully done. you have fun at homecoming. Yes, have don't fun, y'all. drinks from people you don't know. Y'all don't get in trouble. Don't get in trouble with your booze. Don't, don't get in trouble. Don't, don't bring your boo if you're not, you not securing your relationship. Yes. Don't, Don't risk it all. Don't risk it all for homecoming. Do not risk it all for homecoming. Y'all have fun. Y'all go yeah, to there. And don't blow all your money. Yeah. Okay, you, you'll be fine. You don't have to buy, you don't have to buy designer and all that. You will love you just the way you are. Yes. Well, make sure that you like, follow, and subscribe. 
Um, you can listen to us on all streaming platforms. I am Lexi with the curls. And I am Alejandro. And we'll be back soon for another episode of The Adulthood, a podcast for geriatric millennials. Check it out. Yes, be safe out there. Daquan the Q, we're looking for you. <laughs> Shout out to Daquan the Q. Daquan the Q.